Mr. Chair, whenever you're ready. We on? I will call the Planning and Zoning Board meeting for February 8th, 2023 to order. Uh, can we get a roll call, please? Chairman Kennedy? Here. Mr. Duane? Here. Mr. Andrukovics? Here. Mr. Amalfitano? Here. Mr. Hatcher? Yep. Mr. Wright? Here. And Mr. Rainbird? Here. Thank you. Okay, before we go forward, I would ask that everybody please turn their uh, cell phones or pagers or whatever to silent or vibrate, please. Thank you. Uh, next item on the agenda is approval of minutes from the regular meeting on January 11th, 2023. Has everybody had an opportunity to review the minutes? Any questions, comments, additions, or deletions? I will ask for a motion. Make a motion to approve the minutes of January 11th, 2023. Second. Three. Albert can have it. Three. Roll call, Chairman Kennedy? Yes. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Andrukovics? Yes. Mr. Amal Fatano? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yes. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. Thank you. Okay, next item of business. There is no old business at this time. We'll skip that. New business. Uh, first item on our new business is FP2201. Jessica Maricote is requesting final plat approval for Edgewater Preserve Phase 1. Can we get a staff report, please? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, as mentioned, this is the final plat approval for Edgewater Preserve Phase 1, west of Volco Road, south of Florida Shores, approximately 46 acres in this first phase. Uh, there will be 93 uh, single-family lots in this first phase. Subject property was annexed into the city in 2001 as part of the original Edgewater Lakes development. This portion was be known as Phase 2 and permitted 399 dwelling units. In 2004, the Edgewater Lakes PUD agreement was amended and omitted any and all development rights for that Phase 2. The zoning designation is now Edgewater Preserve, RPUD, it encompasses a total of 292 and a half acres. Um, this PUD agreement was approved by council on March, in March of 2019 and allows a maximum of 774 dwelling units. As mentioned, this first phase consists first phase consists of 93 single-family lots. The final plat meets the requirements of the agreement and your land development code. Thank you. Uh, I will open the uh, public hearing and ask if there are any comments. I just need your name and your address, please. Uh, good evening. Uh, Joey Posey, 420 South Nova, attorney for the uh, developer. And I just wanted to state that um, if there's any specific questions that you guys may have related to the plat, we're happy to answer any of them. And again, this is a ministerial act, but uh, at the same time, we want to show that we're trying to be cooperative at this uh, to what questions you guys may have, and uh, uh, I'm available for questions too. So other than that, uh, appreciate Darren's uh, staff report, and obviously we've done everything we can to you know do it the right way, complies with state <coughs> statute, complies with the land development code. Therefore, you know by right you're entitled to this. So um, just wanted to at least put that on the record, and if there's anything I can do, just let me know. Thank you. Any other comments or questions from the audience? Or comments or questions? I got a couple. So um, first, I want everyone to know I'm going to recuse myself from this vote for conflict of interest. Um, but I still get to make my comment. The public notice went out yesterday. So in all rights, we should continue this until the next meeting. Um, the That's not correct. The public notice was last week. 
That sign went up yesterday, Darren. I can tell you, Larry I, went out. I watched him take those signs that, and put them that up. That sign went up yesterday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Go ahead. I just, Larry, go ahead. So, but, but, so, but we'll go. You can't speak from yeah, the audience. No, besides that, they've already done public comment. So my, my next part, um, I'll divulge, I live at 625 Volco Road. I live right across the street. So I see everything happening here every day. Um, my conflict of interest is with Volusia County, not the subdivision. You will find that I also made the motion to approve this in 2018 or 2019. Um, the plat as it's drawn, I don't think is accurate to what's actually out there. Um, these four by four concrete markers that are indicated don't exist. Um, at least that I could find. <laughs> and I know where they should be because they should be pretty much cornered next to me. Um, my other concern is, and I've got a couple of notes, but I'll try to go through some of these. Um, I know the county is making you guys do a lot of road work um, that I don't think you guys really want to do. Um, it's going to shift a lot of drainage to my house. And it's quite honestly, the road work's being done on my property. Um, and my wife's. My biggest one is the off-site improvements have not been completed yet. So based on the master agreement, how do you get a final plat? Because according to the master agreement, all off-site road improvements have to be done prior to final plat approval. And they're not done yet. They're about a month away from being done. Um, let's see. That's uh, section 6F. Uh, section three, tree landscaping. I already figured that out. The Ponds Act is that. What is the other one I had? Section J, or sorry, section six, J dot three, um, revolving the drainage goes back to the offsite road improvements. Mm -hmm. Does the drainage aspect of this master agreement apply to the offsite road improvements? Because by all rights, then we need to figure out where this drainage is fixing to go. <laughs> um, so that's that's my main comments. Um, you know, it's it's there's two areas here where I don't think we've completed. You know, by the master plan, I don't think we should even have this vote right now. Uh, Sorry, master agreement. Sorry. Understood. Um, again, Joey Posey, 420 South Nova, attorney for the applicant, and just to try to touch on those in order here, there was a lot thrown at. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. We'll, we'll knock it out in order. Um, as to the notice, uh, again, I can't necessarily speak to what process was provided, but your code's very clear in that when it comes to plats that you just default to state statute. So uh, as to state statute, as long as you, you know, publicly post the meeting in your agenda and follow that procedure, you know, what you do above and beyond that, I defer to staff on what to do from that point. But in terms of complying with the law, you default to Chapter 177. So, uh, you know, again, I, I can understand maybe some frustration from the residents' end, but at the same time, you know, whether it meets the letter of the law, it meets the letter of the law. So uh, that's that point. Uh, again, not to say that we can't obviously, you know, keep these folks informed and trying to work with them too. Uh, as to the corner setting, I'll defer to the engineer of record to you know, speak to that. I don't know. To be honest with you, I would imagine that you know, the surveying was provided and verified 
going through staff and how those corners were set. I, I can't necessarily speak to that detail. Uh, the offsite improvements, uh, actually we bonded them, so it's, those are bonded improvements, and again, if we don't do it, if they're not done to, to the specifications that they're required, that you know, the bond would obviously cover the, the, any damage that would occur there, so in, in essence, they are done. So um, I would imagine that, that that'd be the typical way I'd handle it, too, if I was in the position of trying to go forward with that final plat, and that would be the right way to do it, because that's the assurance that you're getting what you paid for, and that you're, you know, when you turn over that improvement, that it's done correctly. Um, as to the drainage, I'll again, I'll have to defer to the engineer. Uh, you know, again, we, this is a year's process in the making, so as to the detail of how that engineering's done and how the drainage is, I imagine that there's, there will be no flooding, that that's not, that's not how this is designed, but I'm going to defer to the engineer on that point, so uh, Cody, if you don't mind, you know, speaking specifically to the corners and speaking specifically to yeah. the drainage. Uh, I'll try to tackle those questions. And again, if I miss something in the list of questions, please let me know and happy to walk through it. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, Joe. Good evening. Uh, Cody Bogart here on behalf of the engineer of record, uh, Newkirk Engineering, Harry Newkirk. Um, to speak about the corners, we've had several surveyors look at this, including the county surveyor, um, throughout the process of the design. Um, all the corners were confirmed to our knowledge, sign and seal surveys. Um, we designed based off those, um, including that includes the right of way dedication that occurred to the county um, to make Volker Road 80 feet to uh, 120 feet wide along this property's frontage um, in all its phase entirety. Um, Regarding the drainage, we have full St. John's and county approval for the roadway work that was submitted. Um, we, we did our due diligence as an engineering company to make sure that any flows of water are maintained or if those flows are um, inadequate or causing, causing damage now, we would do our best within the realm of the permit to fix those. Um, we have to, to speak very, we can speak all day about drainage, but um, drainage flows east and it will still now with the super elevation of Wilco Road um, and then as we develop further on, it will be accommodated, you know, permit to permit within all the requirements. So, so my house is east. Um, yes. So the part that I'm contesting or, or looking into at this point is the road construction has expanded mm -hmm. on a prescriptive right of way that they can't just expand. So the county issued you a permit on private property. So the drainage is now going on to private property. Um, it's also going to flow right into a permitted wetland <laughs> on my property. So those are my concerns because, I mean, as soon as they started lifting up one side higher than the other, I, I, I see it every day. I drive up and down it. <laughs> so I, I know where the water is going to go. No, and, and we understand, and, and, and I can agree with you that, that that's, that's where the water flows now. That's where it's flowing in the future, and that's what we were, we were required to design as. And the, and the right-of-way uh, contestation that you're going through, I understand, is – is a difficult process, but we, we've had these approved plans, like like Joey said, in the years of, of design, right. and we've met all their requirements. So pending whatever outcome yeah. you have with them, right-of-way issues is fine, and um, as we normally do, we have site visits all the time. I'd be happy to meet with you, and I, I'm aware of the situation. We can yeah. You can point out your concerns, and I'd be happy to look at them as well because, I mean, we're designing, you know, future phases as we go. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, no, I know. As That's, a concerned property owner, I understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a little bit of both. I mean, A up here to, you know, make sure the city of Edgewater is getting what they're getting, but also in this case, <laughs> kind of directly affected. <laughs> and, 
and just to speak briefly that, you know, that's, and I think as Cody had pointed out that, again, I, I understand your concern, I understand where you're coming from, but in terms of, you know, compliance with state statute and, and the land development code, you know, what we have here does meet that, and, you know, we're happy to keep the dialogue going because I can, yeah. I recognize the issue from your end. Well, no, I mean, uh, for me, the, the agenda item at hand was, like I said, it's, it's the, improvements and I know that when it comes to infrastructure you can <coughs> think it was a performance bond correct according to for infrastructure but it's not specifically mentioned in offsite improvements that it could be bonded out so I, that's so does the bond apply to the offsite improvements or only to the infrastructure which also isn't there there's how there's plumbing and stuff but all the power poles are stacked up in the corner right <laughs> and, and and again that's why I had to ask the the on, the on-site manager that you know the representation right yeah, yeah no I know yeah <laughs> <laughs> hi Mike McQuarrie Lenar Homes um, yeah, my home address is Six Pine Valley Circle Orm Beach Florida um, I just wanted to let you know um, Mr Hatcher and I met a few times uh, about the the right of way uh, dispute and um, you know I, I let him know that as much as I would like like to help you. The, the, the fight is with the county, and, you know, we, we would be happy to stand on your side to, to fight with the county, but, you know, we've got to follow what we've been permitted to do. With regard to the um, the performance bond, the performance bond is for the public utilities on uh, on our on our, on our our site. The off-site uh, is a separate permit. That's obviously through the county, and that, that, you know, Volusia County will not close out that permit until that work is complete. Okay, so the and bond will we cover the off-site improvement. We anticipate that that'll be complete within the next 60 days on the outside. I, I know. I see it every day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know. You and I have spoken about it, and I'm, I'm specifically talking about the PUD agreement and the property. I, I'm, right. I'm leaving what's happening with the county out of it. I'll be happy to answer any additional questions you have. I just went through this. A huge developer put a couple hundred houses right up against my fence. And the engineers said that we have all the flooding figured out. Without the hurricanes that we had, the water's not doing what they said it was. And just yesterday, the mayor and the city manager came out to look at what's going on. The builders are gone. And their solution is that my HOA and their HOA is going to come up with splitting the bill on the changes to make. What if you're, this might not be a question for you, this might involve the law, but what if you're, Water plans, because everybody here now knows that flooding's a big thing here. People had their houses stacked up on the streets out here a few months ago. What if you guys are wrong? Because Mother Nature's water is going to go where it wants to, and and you guys are gone. Everything's built. Everybody's moved in, and now all of a sudden he needs a kayak to get his mail. What happens then? Do, do people come back? Do you guys? Well, I guess uh, just to speak briefly to that, that the you know, obviously the engineers and the the folks that put their licenses on the line to get these permits approved, uh, you could lose your license for doing that kind of thing. Same thing is true of the developer, because the developer is representing that the land can be developed in a way that complies with code. So, you, again, that's that's really the long and the short of, I can't speak to the, the specific... If it's a mistake. Nobody did anything malicious. If it's a, if it, how does it get fixed? Because I represent the people of Edgewater, and I want to make sure that they're going to be sure that when people... We'd love to have builders come in and make our town better, but... 
it's got to be done not at our cost. You know, I'm I'm footing the bill for right now for somebody that didn't do us right. Oh no, if it's if it's a if it's a mistake on the developer side, I mean, obviously the the answer is the developer should foot the cost. And but you, again, you have these checks and balances in place for a reason. You have staff reviewing it. You have the developer side and with their engineers reviewing it. I can't necessarily speak to the development we're talking about and whether right. there was an oversight that occurred in that manner, but. Uh, you know, that's the point of following the, you know, following what the code outlines for you, that you go through this process to ensure that things like that don't happen. You know, I can't speak to what specific we're talking about, but the assurance I'm giving you today is, is that we've met the land development code. We have the engineers off record here to answer specific questions to ensure that's the case. And you have the developer's representative here also to make sure that's the case. And that's part of the process that we want to be transparent about. And this may be a ministerial, but at the same time, we can we can also be transparent about how the process works from our end. So that's a, you know, in, in a long and a short way, that you know, the recourse is clearly with the folks that caused the issue, and I can't necessarily say in that circumstance what happened, but uh, you know, that's what we stand by. So and that's what the licensing that these folks put their profession on the line to do every day. Any other questions? Any other questions from the audience? I'm going to close the hearing and ask for a motion. Make a motion to approve FP2201. Oh, second. Roll call. Chairman Kennedy? Yes. Mr. Duane? Yes. Mr. Andrukovics? Yes. Mr. Malfatano? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Abstained. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. Okay, next item on the agenda is FP2205. Old Mission Key LLC is requesting final plat approval for Oak Leaf Preserve Phase 3B. Can we get a staff report? Uh, yes, sir. This is a uh, item is to recommend to City Council for final plat approval of Oakley Preserve Phase 3B, east of Old Mission Road, north of Massey Road, and south and east of Mission Oaks Mobile Home Condo, uh, approximately 173.47 acres. And this phase is 44 lots out of the total 375 that are permitted uh, within this development. Your future land use is low density residential with conservation overlay and conservation in the zoning is RPUD. PUD, PUD agreement for the proposed development was approved by City Council <coughs> June 4th, 2018. The PUD agreement permits the development of 375 single family residential lots, which are planned to be 50 feet by 120 feet or greater in size. The final plat substantially meets the requirements of the PUD agreement and the land development code. The first phase was first phase plat was approved in May of 2020, and the second phase was approved in September of 2021. Thank you, sir. Um, I will open the public hearing and ask if the applicant has any comments they'd like to make. Hi. First of all, good to see everybody. Um, I haven't seen you this year, uh, and my name is Glenn Storch. I represent the applicant in this case. And you know, as as you probably heard on the last one. This is the last stage of, the, of a process. Uh, you have the, the comp plan that goes into effect where you decide basically what the uses are going to be, the, the general uses. Then you have the zoning going in 
this case it was a PUD, uh, and you have very specific requirements as far as that those uses, and that zoning uh, is in, uh, reviewed by you, reviewed by the city commission, or city council, and uh, if it's approved, that's what you have to build. And then you finally have this. And this is a plat pursuant to state statutes where uh, you look at this, the staff looks at this, and they look at it, they, they make a determination. And that determination is, is it consistent with the comp plan that you passed, that the city passed? Is it consistent with the zoning that the city passed? Is it consistent with the land development code that the city passed? And if it meets all those criteria, then it's ministerial. Then you must, in fact, grant this because it's an entitlement at that point, uh, based on state statutes. Again, as as Joey just indicated, that doesn't mean you. you if you have any questions, I mean, I'll be glad to answer any questions. And I've got our engineer and everyone else here to do that. I think that's important. And just like uh, Mr. Hatcher said, if there's a problem with the, that something needs to follow up on, that needs to be done. I, I'm glad to hear about that. And so we'll try to figure <coughs> it out. In this case. I don't think, I'm not aware of anything. Those roads are already in. Everything is already in. Uh, this, the, the testimony of uh, the city uh, staff is that this is consistent, that it meets the land development code, it meets the zoning, it meets the comp plan. So if there are any questions whatsoever, we're ready to answer them. Thank you. Thank you. Any other public comments or questions? All right, please come forward. Give me your name and address. Um, we have a three-minute time limit for, for everyone. I am Jeremy Aranji, 1718 Elizabeth Street, right behind this place. And uh, I am also a builder. I'm a building contractor. And since this, this started, and it's interesting, this notice to all the neighbors in the neighborhood, one neighbor got it two days ago. And nobody, this has been going on along this whole situation. I've talked to the county. I've talked to the city. This thing flooded before Ian. I have pictures. I have documentation. When they started building this, I got a notice from the county telling me to get flood insurance. I've never had a notice from the county telling me to get flood insurance. This was a planned flood. You, this was drainage area. I'm literally looking six foot. I have a six foot fence. It's even with the top of my fence. They were saying, oh, we're going to put a swell in. or we're going to put drainage in. Oh, it's going to drain the other way. No, they didn't put anything. There's a slant, and there's my yard. And I'm pissed. And this should never, and you guys should not let this happen. You have to say no to these kind of people on all these developments. Don't let this happen. These people are signed up for a lawsuit just because they have engineers that say it's going to work. It don't work. Unless you're going to put in bigger canals and bigger drainage and pumps and a lot of things. And someone's got to pay for that. And don't let them do it. Stop it. Uh, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm this close to getting a lawyer. I've been talking to lawyers. I've been talking to all my neighbors. I can get a petition of probably about, probably about 1,000 people right now that will be against this. And nobody even knows this, even, this meeting's even happening or any of the meetings. They tore out the land before anybody even knew. They started stripping the land. I didn't think that thing. I have documentation from day one when they started that place because I knew it was going to be a problem. I'm like, they're building it up four feet. Then I find out they weren't going to do where I live, right, right there. They weren't going to do that. That was a last-minute decision, and it went through in two days, and nobody knew. Nobody even found out. Next thing you know, they're clearing the land. They didn't have the permits to clear the land. They stripped all the trees. They stripped everything. I, I have documentation and video of the whole thing from day one till now. I have the notice from the county telling me to get flood insurance when they started this place. So don't tell me you didn't know. 
that, that's what pisses me off. It's like, this was known, okay? Yeah, maybe I don't have the best neighborhood, so you're going to flood it, and you're going to flood all the people around us. Every time you go up, something's going to happen, because that used to be natural wetland behind there. My neighbor next door, she was able to make it tonight. She's the one that told me about the meeting. She's lived there for 30 years. Never On my end of the street, has never had a flood. Ian caused a flood, but I have documentation. Two weeks before Ian, my backyard started getting water because there's nowhere for it to go anymore. It's landlocked. So I just say, put a stop to this stuff or make these people accountable. They're millionaires. And, and yeah, I know the, the city of Edgewater is making tons of money off of this. I know how much permits go for. I'm a builder. I'm not stupid. And I told them, and I've had meetings with the, the developers out there, oh, we're going to make this right. They haven't done anything. They just made it worse. Your time's up. Okay. Thank you. Listen, I just I just want to make a statement uh, just for your benefit. This, this project has been in work in the works for more than five years. So just because you saw land being cleared a few years ago doesn't mean that they, I, I promise you. Let, I, I, if you if you could just hold on for a second, I, I want I, to give Glenn an opportunity to respond to the first person that had comments. And I appreciate that. Uh, first of all, as you know, uh, just because of the fact somebody's building next to you does not mean you get a notice of that you need to apply for flood insurance. Uh, typically, what happens is every few years the FEMA uh, goes out and makes a determination as to where that flood insurance line is. And so that may be what happened, because they have changed flood insurance lines as to where flood insurance was. When I built my house, uh, I, was, I was not within a flood zone. Uh, all of a sudden, now I am within a flood zone. Uh, when I built my house, no problems. For 25 years, I didn't flood. This year, I flooded. I'm in the middle of the woods. I had a lady ask me one time, she says, oh, you flooded. What subdivision are you next to? I'm not next to a flood a subdivision. I'm in the middle of the woods. And then she said, well, then why did you flood? Because we had a thousand-year storm. Because that's what happens when you have massive storms like this. So, again, as far as that goes, we have one more thing that, that he didn't mention. You have another letter of review. You have St. John's Water Management District. The St. John's Water Management District is the one that actually makes a determination as to how your storm water will work and whether your storm water will work. And this has already gone through a full permitting with St. John's, in which they granted the, the, the permit to, to preserve, all, to, to protect stormwater, to prevent stormwater from going onto his property any more than was previously there, and to make sure of that. And in fact, typically they, they absorb more than that. But that stormwater is either equal to or less than what was previously going onto the property pursuant to St. John's requirements. And if that's a violation, it's a violation of that permit. So I'd be glad to, for, the, for the engineer to look at this, but that is not uh, anything that we did that caused this. Thank you. Thank you. Ma'am. My name is Melanie Arangi. I also live at 1718 Elizabeth Street. So the land clearing that my husband was speaking about was actually our land. Your, your clearers came onto our land and all of our neighbors' land and cleared it, stripped it, not a blade of grass left. That's what he was wondering why he wasn't noticed. And we were never, we actually ripped clumps of bamboo out of our yard. They're three feet out of the ground right now. 
So I wanted to clarify that for you. And also, um, we had 19 inches of flood water on our property after Ian. So yeah, another thousand year storm might not come by, but what are we gonna have, five inches, six inches, 10 inches next time? Um, more dirt is being brought in. I can see mountains of dirt off of Park Avenue. This is continuing. This flood, floodlands and swamplands are continuing to be filled in. So this isn't gonna get better. What are all the residents gonna do that have been here 60, 50 years with our homes that aren't built up five and six feet? We would like to know what we're supposed to do. Thank you for your comments. Any other comments or questions? <clears throat> Hi, everyone. My name is Cody Kidder. I live at 3314 Pine Tree Drive. Can't speak too much to the flooding. We are very lucky that we're in a high area of the city. Um, but what I can say is I run on Volco Road every single day. And I'm not sure that it's been... Um, considered what the wildlife has to do when these large areas are cleared. I see pigs, I see cougars, I see bobcats. All these animals are getting displaced. I've got ring, you can see notifications of your neighbors, bobcats in backyards, coyotes in backyards. All these things impact us residents greatly. And th this is wildlife that has lived here long before us, live here long after us. And I don't think that gets taken into consideration when these kind of things happen. Thank you for yeah. your feedback. <clears throat> Any other comments or questions? Hello. Uh, this is my first hearing. My name is Annalie Jeldagian, uh, actually a family friend of Glenn, but I will be on the opposite side today as I'm a resident of 1756 Elizabeth Street, so I'm directly affected by the development that is going in. Uh, though I am lucky to say that we did not get affected by the floods, I did see the excessive runoff coming from the property into our backyard. Um, as Gl Glenn, correct? Jeremy? Jeremy. As Jeremy stated, it is a four to five foot wall that goes directly into my backyard. And as his wife stated, they did come 10 feet onto our property. Though I did not know that because I bought the house cash, so I did not get a survey. I did also did not know that the development was happening. I did not receive a notification. Uh, it was also in process of purchasing the property. But one day, all you hear are 100-year oak trees breaking, and all of a sudden, everything's flat. Then they bring in the fill dirt. And it's up about four feet. So I'm sitting on my back porch, and I see where they're planning on putting the foundation in concrete of how many homes? 44 homes? And Right now, as it stands, it is fill dirt with, if I'm not mistaken, a retention pond or two. So my question is, where is this excess water going to go? It's not going to get absorbed into the earth. It's going to be concrete. It's going to be driveways. It's going to be other homes with their excess runoff to go nowhere, except for into my yard, into my neighbor's yard. And to see thigh deep flooding throughout my street, regardless of the thousand-year hurricane and regardless of St. John's permits, you can't help but wonder if this street has not flooded in 30 years, what is the difference between even two years from now 
or two years ago to now, what has changed? A five-foot wall has been put up in my backyard with no place for excess runoff to go. I know it was not the developer that we spoke to, but we did speak to the guys who were clearing the land, and they mentioned that we were on the good side of the street. So do not worry, because the water is going to go north. But that doesn't mean that I don't feel for my neighbors who are experiencing the north flow of these waters. So my question is, where is the excess drainage going to go? Because if another storm with excess rain or another hurricane, God forbid, something comes through with nowhere for this water to go because it's nothing but concrete foundation, driveways, streets, what am I supposed to do? As a New Smyrna resident, finally owned my first house, and now I have to worry about flooding. Which is a concern. Thank you for your comments. Glenn, did you want to? Uh, first of all, again, I've, I got to remind the board that we're looking at a plat, and the only issue you have before you is a plat. Did it meet the comp plan, the zoning, and the and the uh, 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 land development code? And the testimony has all been it has. The, the residents are concerned about some things, but they have not indicated anything that indicates that we did not meet the land development code. They are concerned, as you, as anybody would be, after going through the horrendous situation they've gone through, about the potential for flooding. They are concerned that apparently uh, there may have been some accidental uh, uh, issue as far as going over the property line. Again, that's nothing to do with plat. But if that's the case, and if anything went over the property line in uh, doing this, then the vegetation on there needs to be replaced. Okay? Uh, we didn't. I didn't know about that. But that's something that we can certainly work together with, and I'm certainly going to work together with you on that. So my goal always, when you're doing a project, is to make sure that you have no impact on neighbors. That's absolutely critical. Because think about it. Oftentimes, these neighbors are the ones that recommend people to come in and, and buy your, your homes. So in this particular case, again, these are two issues. One is a fear of flooding, and two is a, a, a trespass. Again, nothing to do with, with platting. But I'm going to, to follow up on both of those issues because I think it's important. Okay? Thank you. But as far as the plat, it meets every single legal criteria. Oh, that's the question. So has, has your development team, the engineers, uh, the water specialists, have they had an opportunity to review, or is this the first time you're hearing of these complaints? Uh, the, I knew that there had been some, some uh, issue regarding concerns regarding flooding because uh, it during the storm, everyone's talking about flooding. And so, yes, there were some people that, that certainly came to the city and said, oh, my gosh, it's flooding. It seems to be flooding from here. I will tell you right now, it is illegal for us to increase the amount of flood water that came off of that property before the development. It's that simple. We have to provide for, for compensating storage. We have to provide for sufficient storm water to maintain any impervious surface or any uh, increase in in height that we put on there. That's what's required. That's the standard. And so that standard has been met according to the city and according to St. John's. But again, if there's ever any evidence that we have increased the amount of flooding uh, over what was, a, what was previously off of that property, then there's a potential litigation against the, the, the landowner. 
I guarantee you, I know this engineer. This is one of the best engineers in the entire state. He's not going to let that happen because, as Joey indicated, that would be his license, and that would be his potential professional liability. So, uh, again, I, I, I certainly feel for Annalee. I want to make sure that she's taken care of. I want to make sure that everyone is taken care of on this. I'm going to talk to the uh, residents adjoining this and find out how we can solve the problem. But again, if it meets the plat requirements, that's the only thing we're here for tonight. Thank you. And if, if I can help be of any other help, let me know. Thank you. All right, thank you. Any other public comments, questions? You can only speak once, I'm sorry. Robert Pomfret, 2080 East Gateway Drive. I don't doubt that these gentlemen have met their obligations. Uh, I don't question that. What I do question is, is the code. Uh, I think it's too easy. Edgewater Canal used to f overflow at times, and it would run into this property. And a lot of that had to do with these storms and the storm surge that comes up into Edgewater Canal. A lot of people talk about this as a thousand-year event. Well, I don't know how many people were here during Donna, which I doubt there were very few. But Donna, there was waist-deep water on Canal Street. So it's not a thousand-year event. It's not a 500-year event. It's probably more like a 50- or 60-year event. And if we keep allowing these developers to take these wetlands and develop them and raise them, naturally, the neighborhoods around there are going to flood, the older neighborhoods, because they're much lower. We have that problem in Florida shores. We have houses built up here, but the older houses are built lower. The only way we're going to fix the problems in Florida shores is to pump the water west. The canals used to take the water to the west, to the lowlands. Now we've developed it. Edgewater Canal does not run in those woods anymore. It runs down my street, okay? Which, he's not responsible for that. But maybe we need to start thinking about storm surge. Where's the water going to go? They dug these canals years ago to take that water to the west. Now we're developing the west. That was to relieve the pressure on the river in downtown New Smyrna. And we've taken that away. It's only going to get worse until somebody stands up and makes stronger restrictions on these floodwaters. I've been there 35 years. I've never seen this amount of water. I've never had the water in my shop, my Connexus. So, you know, construction right now is probably going to slow down with the economy. I think the city needs to put a moratorium on any new development, and you need to take a good, hard look at this. If not, it's liable to be your homes next. These poor people, it, it's sad to see their whole lives sitting out on the street. Yes, we have FEMA. Yes, we have flood insurance. But see everything that they work for set out on the street from it, uh, Indian River Boulevard all the way down to the 26th Street. We need to start doing something. Thank you for That's your comments. That's all I get to say. Any other comments or questions from the audience? Board comments or questions? Yeah, I did. I wanted to say one more thing. Um, I went up and down those streets. Um, 
after the hurricane, and I, I saw how bad it was. I did. But the problem is all of that was already put into place five years ago. So, like, what we're doing now is, like, too little too late to say, look, we shouldn't do this. Well, it's too late. It's already done. We're just now saying, well, yep, the final thing could be, you know, the stamp of approval. But the, the problem is we don't have enough participation either from the city when we have these meetings to, for everybody to come in and, and, and say, hey, I don't like what's going on. Or, hey, I have a question. What are you going to do about the drainage? I live right behind that house. I seen the damage. I was helping people, you know, rip out drywall and flooring and bring food and water. I was up and down those streets for weeks. So I know it was bad. But what stinks is tonight we're not even looking at that because now we're basically going back to what was already approved five years ago. So we needed this then, you know. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing else we can do to, to stop it, to stop anything. It's already, it's already done, but we need the participation of the city. That's all I wanted to say. One last thing for anybody that doesn't know that there's a meeting here. We're here every we're here every month to listen. We're here every month. Second Wednesday. Six thirty. We're listening. Uh, I'm sorry. You need to come to the microphone. My name's Robert Diorio. I live at seventeen fifty six Elizabeth Street. Um kind of to what everybody was saying. Um we I just found out about this today that this was happening. I know you guys say that you do it all the time, but people on our street might not know about it. Um, well, there'll be a continuation of this next week so we can let everybody on Elizabeth Street know to come talk about this. It'll be going to the city council next. Right. Okay. The next city council meeting, which is the first Monday of the month. Is that correct? So the first Monday in March then? Yep. yep. Okay. You guys gonna, will anything be sent out, or should we just let everybody on the street know, like, hey, it, same same place, or where will it, that be at? There's not going to be anything sent out to you personally. Okay. But just know that the city council meeting is going to be the first Monday of the month. Okay. Unless if, so that's that's standard. Okay. So, and they're going to vote on this next. All we can do is recommend approval or disapproval to the city council. The council or the people that make the final decision. Okay. It's the same same. Same room. Yep. Awesome. Thank and you. On the, on the city website, there's a great calendar. It shows all the meetings on each month. Okay, cool. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. So watch Thank the you. previous meetings. You yeah, you can watch all the past meetings for the last five years ago. Five years. Okay, cool. And agendas, right. Yep. Any other comments or questions? Board comments or questions? The only one I had, do they have to put a fence up around the back? I know some subdivisions we've had to have had to put a fence up when it's butting up against another neighborhood. I would have liked one. Do they have to do that? I didn't see it on the survey. I was just curious. I was asking. I know sometimes we've seen them do it. So. Okay, I'm going to close the public hearing and ask for a motion. Motion to send a favorable recommendation to City Council for FP2205. Second. Chairman Kennedy? Yes. Mr. Dwayne? Yes. Mr. Andrakovics? Yes. Mr. Malfitano? Yes. Mr. Hatcher? Yep. Mr. Wright? Yes. And Mr. Rainbird? Yes. And I will try and take into account some of these comments, especially to deal with this right here, but also any future projects that can be dealt with in the PUD process as well. And maybe we can look at some enhanced standards. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.
Next item on the agenda is VA 2237. Justin Frost is requesting a variance from the Land Development Code for a property located at 1409 South Riverside Drive. Uh, staff report, please. Okay. Uh, yes, as mentioned, this is a variance request to allow a swimming pool to be located 30 feet from the mean high water line in lieu of 50 feet for Section 21-41.04A, 21-50.02, Table 5-1, and Section 21 Dash 53.07B at 1409 South Riverside, approximately 0.75 acres. Currently, it is vacant. Your future land use designation is low density residential, and your zoning is R1 single family residential. Uh, the current property owner bought the property in 2020 and is proposed to construct a swimming pool of 30 feet <coughs> high water line in lieu of the required 50. And now we're going to have Larry Wheatcraft, our senior planner. Um, do your findings of fact. Okay. Just give Larry a minute, yeah. please. Larry goes to the other long stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'll do is um, I'll start off like I did last time, description of requests, go right into staff's comments based upon the criteria. So description of requests is 30 foot in lieu of 50 foot setback from mean high water line to allow a pool. So will the granting of the proposed variance result in creating or continuing a use which is not compatible with adjacent uses in the area? After review, staff found the adjacent neighbors to the north and south do not have a pool, and they also both appear to meet the required 50-foot setback with their homes. It is staff's opinion the proposed variance would result in creating a use which is not compatible with the adjacent neighbors. This criterion has not been met. Is the proposed action the minimum action available to permit the reasonable use of the property? After review, staff traditionally considers meeting setbacks based upon, par upon parcel size the reasonable use of the property. On November 2nd, 2022, a building permit was submitted on behalf of Mr. Frost for a new single-family home at this address. The permit was returned for corrections by the Planning Department on the same day, and staff informed the applicant about the concern of the placement of the home so far back on the property in which a future pool would not meet code requirements. A future pool was indicated on the house plans, but a pool would not be, but a pool would be permitted separately. Two days after, on November 4th, planning staff spoke with the applicant on the phone concerning the Mihai water line, and again, staff expressed their concerns over the site plan as proposed and the lack of room for a future pool. On November 8th, the applicant resubmitted the site plan with a revision, moving the home approximately 20 feet forward towards the front property line, which would allow for the permitting of the home only. On November 17th, a pool contractor spoke with planning staff to discuss allowing a pool at this address inside the 50-foot mean high water line setback, and staff explained the applicant for this address was advised prior to allow for adequate room for a pool. On November 18th, planning staff spoke with Mr. Frost and answered his questions pertaining to the setback, and Mr. Frost informed staff he would apply for a variance. This criterion has not been met. Are the physical characteristics of the subject site unique and not present on adjacent sites? After review, the subject site is a conforming lot with a width of 100 feet and depth of 249 feet at the seawall. The minimum parcel size for this zone is 100 feet wide by 120 feet deep. The physical characteristics of the subject site are not unique, and as previously mentioned, the adjacent neighbors do not have pools. The subject parcel is a large parcel and more than double the size of the minimum size required for this zone. This criterion has not been met. Are the circumstances creating the need for the variance the result of the actions by the applicant or actions proposed by the applicant? After review, staff believes the need for this variance is the result of the applicant's actions. Considering the information just presented, staff has provided counsel 
multiple times to ensure there's adequate room for a pool. This home has not been built as of yet, and that was at the time of this report. It has now um, started the process, foundations in, uh, the block walls are going up. And this site plan could be altered to meet code requirements without a variance. In staff's opinion, there is adequate room to move the home forward as the minimum front setback is 40 feet, and the home, as proposed, is at 78.39 feet. This criterion has not been met. Staff summary. Staff did not find granting of the proposed variances in conflict with the conference of plan. After considering the findings described, staff does not recommend approval of VA 2237 at 1409 South Riverside Drive. And pending any questions. You guys have any questions for later? Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'll open the public hearing and ask if the applicant has any comments. Just need your name and address, please. Justin Frost, 4847 Ohio Avenue, and we also own the property at 1409 South Riverside Drive. Um, Larry, very well stated, and Larry has also been very beneficial of us making sure that we get the permitting done and everything to make sure that we're following the guidelines to build the house. So there's no, no bad blood there. And, I'm not a developer, so we don't have to worry about all the last conversations of the meeting either. So and I can actually see over this podium. So it's also a win-win situation. Um, my wife and I, we did buy the uh, property uh, right about two years ago. Uh, we were ready to build then. We did stop because of the pandemic um, and the availability due to materials on multiple occasions throughout the house. Um, the inflation cost also had stopped that situation. Um, you know, I have been informed that um, in the past that that variance has been requested for multiple families and houses. Um, you know, for example, like Pam and Marty's house where they did um, allow that variance to be requested and they did approve that in the past. Um, if we would have, you know, proceeded if it wasn't for the pandemic in the situation, I think we would all be in a different situation right now. Um, both neighbors are 100% okay with it. Um, you know, we spoke to Art who um, is two doors down, his house or his pool is built up four feet tall. Um, that is our plan also, um, is where we will build it. We have a four-foot stem wall that's already built up right now. Hill dirt's going back in. The pool would be built up four feet to prevent the concern of the flooding of the pool um, due to storms that might be 50 years from now, might be next year, it might be 1,000. We don't know with global warming what that might affect, but... The flooding would not cause a situation because it would be built up even with a house which is four feet above the actual um, land of the property. Um, you know, with that said, um, you know, we're just, you know, we did move the house back after talking to Larry, original plans. We did already move the house back some um, just in case if this doesn't get approved. Yes, we would, it'd be a whole lot smaller pool. Um, we would have to do a different configuration of what we currently have drawn up. It would not be the configuration right then and there. Um, we'd have to try to get creative on the um, on the design aspect of it. But um, you know, we did move the house up. We would have to move it another 20 feet. And right now, the neighbor to the south of me, their house is already ahead because of the way the high watermark line is. Their property goes farther out into the intercoastal of what our property does, and it's just the way God created the land. So we have zero control over that. So um, we're not going to be blocking any type of view um, from our neighbors. Uh, we want to be good neighbors, good citizens, and um, re respect everybody's of why they invested into that property um, for their families. Um, 
you know, we have four kids. We're looking forward to bringing them out here and enjoying um, what this wonderful view um, and what the city of Edgewater brings also. So um, I would like to um, ask you gentlemen to take in consideration of, you know, we've done our, um, our due diligence with our engineers um, and with our pool company who's currently building another pool company closer to the, or another pool right now that has been approved in the past to go closer than the 50 feet variance. So um, I would ask for y'all to take that in consideration that um, we are doing everything we can from an engineering aspect to build that pool up so it doesn't prevent any situations in the near future. So I appreciate y'all's time. I know y'all don't get paid a lot of money to sit on this up here. And, um, you know, I uh, sit on several committees and boards throughout the state. And, um, you know, in all due respect, we appreciate the time um, because it's, you know, sometimes not the most fun job. So thank you. Thank you. Are there any other public comments or questions? Board comments or questions? Yes. You have any I knew it was coming. George. Mr. Corson, might, might you go back to the mic? Um, and I'm not trying to be uh, devil's advocate. Oh, I guess I'm trying to be devil's advocate. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to be a devil. It's okay. Okay, so if I understand this correctly from reading this, and I read it several times. Yes, sir. Um, the city asked you to move the house forward X amount of feet. How many feet was that, Larry? It'd have been 30, yeah. 30 feet total. Okay. okay. So you were asked to move it forward. And I know it's in under construction now, so it's not going anywhere. Yes, sir. It's where it is <laughs> I don't <want> to <coughs> permanently. That. Why did you not want to move it up any further? Because at that point, my backyard, if you look at the map, I'm going to try to do the best to describe this. My back porch going out my glass sliding window would actually be at the 50% of the property line, or 50% through the property of that. And once you step back and start looking at that view, there's so much more view that is now blocked from the north and the south end because of the houses that are farther up front, especially the house to the south. There are already, I think, another 25 or 30 feet towards the east than what I am. So, Sue, so could you put up um, the, how, the page that shows this? I think that's that's the yeah. Okay, so that's your property. You're referring to the house to the south of it, yes, right sir. there. Okay. So basically, you're saying it was done because you wanted a better view. Basically. Correct. We wouldn't see any of the thing on the north and south side. So, and at that point, I think it would bring our house closer to the street. Um, right now, we don't know about the fence and stuff. I've got young kids, yeah. and I was trying to keep them away from the street as well. Um, so, therefore, it's a busy street, a lot of up and down. Um, but we were trying to take that into consideration with our kids as well. Okay. So, the house to the north, as you can see right now, um, my the back corner of our back porch mm -hmm. is more, I believe it's right at 60 feet from high water mark. Um, the back glass sliding door where the actual back of the house is, is I want to say that's right about 75 feet though from the actual high water mark where the actual the foundation of the house is, not the back. So basically this, the house to the south is was really the issue. Correct. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, I, if I would want to be in a water, I would want the best view myself too. All right. I, see the I, I appreciate that, Mr. Frost. Um, yes, sir. It, it was just one of, the, one of the things that just hit me when I was reading it like, okay, well, he was asked to do this, but he didn't want to do that. But then there had to be a good reason. So right. I, we pulled the pickup truck, and we acted like we were four feet above, yeah. right where that property line is, okay. so we could try to get a visual. 
my neighbors probably thought I was a little crazy just standing in the back of a pickup truck at that point, but um, we tried to do the visualization of what, what reality would look like. What's the square footage of your house? Everything total, I believe, is right about close to 8,000 square foot with everything combined. Um, modest, AC, modest, 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 modest house, modest little house, modest house. We, we've been very fortunate and had to work very hard that... Um, Know, for a long time, so I'm, sh I'm sure you have, and I and I appreciate you bringing it to Edgewater. We're glad glad to be here, and you know, we would appreciate your support, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, appreciate it. I have a question. Now that they've actually deviated from the plan that we have here, does that invalidate this variance request? Not if there's still if the variance request is just about that. Just moving them. Yeah, just mm -hmm. that distance. So that's all you got to worry about. Very good. Any other questions or comments? Okay, I'm going to close the public hearing and ask for a motion. I make a motion to um, send a favorable recommendation to approve the um, variance VA2237. I know it's against what we were asked to do, but I, I just feel the type of house Mr. Frost is building in our city, and I know. We have done this before along Riverside many a times. So I just feel that at this point, uh, I think we, we oh, I, I, I'm only speaking for myself, personally feel that um, I'd like Mr. Frost to have whatever uh, amenities he, ha he would have on his property with that 8,000 square foot house. And uh, I'll be, you know, I'll be glad to support that. That's okay, and I get a second? I'll second it. Sue, did you get all of that for the motion? I did actually. Actually, I have a recording too, so I can go back to it. Thankfully, that's yes, why you're still smiling. And, well, you're not recommending to anybody, so you guys vote. You right. recommend I'm, I'm just. I'm just. Um, I'm just a motion to 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 approve to a motion a favorable motion to approve the variance VA two two three seven. Is that correct? I'll still second the changed motion. Okay. Favorably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Chairman Kennedy. Yes. Mr. Duane. Yes. Mr. Andrukovics. Yes. Mr. Malfitano. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yes. Mr. Wright. Uh, yes. Mr. Rainbird. Welcome to the river. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's already on the river. He's just closer to it now. Good luck with Mr. Now he gets to fight to put in a dock. Gentlemen, thank you. Have a safe evening. Thank you, sir. Okay, next item on the agenda is VA 2238. Stephen Thrasher is requesting a variance for from Article 5 of the Land Development Code for property located at 3440 Juniper Drive. Staff report, please. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> this request is uh, for a variance approval to allow a single-family home to be located 25 feet from the front property line. Literally required 30 feet per section 21-50.02 table 5-1 of the Land Development Code. Uh, as you mentioned, it's at 3440 Juniper Drive. Proposed use, a single-family residence and swimming pool, currently vacant. Your uh, future land use is low-density residential, and the zoning is R2, single-family residential. Uh, as mentioned, they're proposing to construct a new single-family residence on the property. Requesting the variance for a setback of 25 feet from front property line, lower the required 30 feet to construct a home with a swimming pool in the rear. And there's the plans there, and Larry's going to do the findings of facts for you. Can you guys draw straws for that? 
before you get here, or is just like you're the new guy? Yep. Low man on the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> so with this particular variance, it's going to have one additional criterion, and the reason for that is the variance um, uh, amendment that was passed uh, late last year. So this was submitted after the amendment, so that's why you have the one additional criterion, just in case you guys were wondering why there was additional numbers. So the description of request, 25 feet in lieu of 30 feet front setback to allow the construction of a single-family home and pool. Will the granting of the proposed variance result in creating or continuing a use which is not compatible with adjacent uses in the area? After review, staff found the adjacent neighbor to the north at 3434 Juniper Drive has a 25-foot front setback. Since the applicant is requesting the same setback, th this request does not result in creating or continuing a non-compatible use in staff's opinion. This criterion has been met. Is the proposed action the minimum action available to permit reasonable use of the property? After review, staff traditionally considers meeting setbacks based upon parcel size and reasonable use of the property. Staff believes the proposed home could be reduced in size as the minimum home size required is 1,200 square feet. This criterion has not been met. Are the physical characteristics of the subject site unique and not present on adjacent sites? Due to the uniqueness of the parcel shape, a decent amount of the property resides in the setbacks. The subject site is, however, considered a conforming lot with a width of 111 feet and a depth of 133 feet. Due to the parcel shape, the western border is only 64 feet and the northern border is 125 feet. The minimum parcel size for the zone is 80 feet by 125 feet deep. The minimum lot square footage required is 10,000 square feet, and the parcel is larger at 10,958 square feet. Even though this is a conforming lot, staff feels this criterion has been met due to the parcel's unique shape and the large amount of area found in the setbacks. Other circumstances creating the need for the variance as a result of the actions by the applicant or the actions proposed by the applicant. After review, staff believes the need for this variance is the result of the applicant's actions. As previously mentioned, the home size could be reduced to meet the required 30-foot front setback and meet minimum home size requirements. This criterion has not been met. Will the granting of the proposed variance cause substantial detriment to public welfare or impair the purposes and intent of the Land Development Code? Our city fire officials typically require a minimum of 25-foot setback along the driveway side of a home to allow for ample off-street parking for safety considerations when developing PUD agreements. The applicant's request will meet this requirement. However, the intent of the Land Development Code is to provide consistency in zoning regulations. Since the home could be reduced in size by the applicant to meet the code requirements, staff does not feel the intent of the Land Development Code was met. Therefore, this criterion has not been met. Staff summary. Staff did not find granting of the proposed variances in conflict with the conference of plan. After considering the findings described, staff does not recommend approval of VA 2238. And then down just below that is the new language for what determines uh, variance as a hardship. So pending any questions. Thank you. I will open the public hearing and ask if the applicant has anything they would like to say. Good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Steve Thrasher. I'm the owner of the, the property. I currently reside at 3403 Kumquat Drive, which is actually five properties away from, from the lot. Uh, the reason I'm here trying to, you know, request this variance, <clears throat> excuse me, I purchased the lot on April 9th of uh, 2021. And as stated in the report, it is an odd-shaped lot, and it's a, it's a corner lot. 
The lot is 10,985 square feet, and only 3,400 square feet of the property is outside of the setbacks, which is only 31% of the property that I can use. <clears throat> I sold my two-story house uh, a couple of years ago, well, probably about two years ago, because I wanted to downsize, because I'm getting older, and I don't have, my knees aren't very good anymore, so I can't really do the steps that well. I, Kathy and I, which my uh, partner here, we were going to uh, build a house on this property, so I went and met with an architect, and we drew up some preliminary plans. Now, the house is really not that big, and feet in an air, it's, only, it's 1,900 square feet, which is much smaller than a lot of the houses that are being built in Florida Shores of the new construction. Most of those are 20-some hundred square feet. It's just a typical three-bedroom, two-bath house. I met with the architect, had a preliminary plan drew up, and with the way the lot is shaped and the pie shape, you have to keep stepping the house, which actually makes the house longer um, because you have to keep stepping it. Uh, he told me that with the house that we had configured with what I, as far as what I wanted, that we would need to go into the front setback a few feet, which he said was not going to be a problem for Florida Shores. I went to the county, or the city, I'm sorry, and inquired um, about getting a variance. And the response was it shouldn't be a problem that these variances are granted all the time in Florida Shores. I didn't apply for the variance at that time because we were kind of in the middle of the COVID. Um, and with, you know, the supply chain, with everything going on, it wasn't really practical to try to start anything. But I did go back to the architect and told him to go ahead and finalize the plans that a variance was not going to be a, an issue. So everything was completely designed. At that point, um, Kathy and I discussed we wanted to move forward with in building our house. And uh, so I went back to the county to apply for the variance, and that's when uh, Larry told me that the stance from the city has changed as far as granting variances. I said I got my sealed sign drawings that I spent thousands of dollars on for this lot because supposedly it was not going to be an issue. If I don't get this variance, the house isn't going to fit. I try to push it over. I'm, I'm asking from the corner of my house from here to here, five feet. That's like I say, I've spent thousands of dollars in surveys and plans. These aren't cheap. And if I have to move it forward and it doesn't fit, I've got to go back to the architect and have the whole thing redesigned and spend thousands of dollars again, which is a hardship on me. You know, this is not a rectangular lot where you can build a normal house in there. Most of this lot is eaten up by the setbacks, which has created a hardship. I understand with the code, okay, it's a conforming lot, but it's really not a conforming. Everything on 35th Street has issues. There have been so many variances granted. The one variance that was granted, which is only a couple of streets down, on January 22nd of 2021 at 3421 Orange Tree, there was a variance that was granted to allow a detached garage to be constructed within 15 feet of 
the property line in lieu of the 30 feet for section 2152-02 of the land development code. Which I'm not sure if you have that in the submittal. I did submit that in with the package. And as you can see on the drawing, the front of my house is going to be right in line with the neighbor's house. Somebody walking down the street is not going to look at my house and say, oh my God, they got a variance. They're sitting five feet into a setback. So I'm just asking to move the house from here to here. That's all I'm asking. Everything else meets the code with the fire department, with the driveway. Um, you know, if this would have been a year ago and going in and applied for a variance, this would have been a whole different recommendation. You know, the council would have recommended for approval in this. But now, since the stances, everything has changed, which you are aware of, that the recommended denial and all the variances coming in. And also, I just uh, had another little inconvenience thing on the property. Uh, they just built this. As you can see, I have a driveway coming off of Juniper. But in the front, on 35th, they just built this massive concrete block with this big um, structure that uh, I guess for the Fios or whatever the cable company is that I got to look at now. And if my drive, if I originally had my plans proposed to come out onto 35th Street, that would have been right in the middle of my driveway if I would have had a front load garage and having a side load garage on there. But no one's consulted me or asked me or consigned, you know, consulted the property owner, hey, is this going to interfere with any plans of your property? So. I appreciate your time and your consideration on this, but it would mean a lot to me just to get this so we could move forward. Because I say, I, if this is granted, I have my plans here that I'm filing for, and I'm filing for my building permit. Thank you. I'll ask if there are any other public comments or questions. I, I have a question. Okay, well, go, please, George. So, for in my mind. Uh, for 11,345 square foot lot, how is it possible that this guy only has a third of that to build on? Because you got a, it's a side corner lot. You've got the two front setbacks. Do we not, do we not make exceptions for those, those lots that are not conforming? You have not conforming lots. Uh, you have a section in your code for that, but it basically states if you can meet the setbacks, then you can build it on a not conforming lot. That just doesn't seem fair. To me. Back I'm to sorry. Well, we get this all the time. I'm going to I'm going to be the devil again because I've been on this a long time, and I've seen some stuff. You know, I'm I feel for this homeowner who wants to build a nice house, and we're telling him, but but maybe five feet less that he's got to shrink his house. I, I think that's unconscionable. I, I I just I I I know what this. I don't know what the city is trying to do, but I know what what we are obligated to do and be fair. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, or, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I can't agree with the recommendation that, that um, the board, that, that the city came up with. And I get, you know, I'm two for two tonight, but I'm sorry, but this is how I feel. I mean, I, I really feel a, a, a conscious effort to, to stand behind this homeowner. Well, I think if I'm not mistaken, she's jumping in, but uh, 
we understand the city's side of all the ordinances and everything set up and are doing a heck of a good job of prescribing it. Right. But we're back to like that two and a half foot last meeting, you know, height. Yeah. Uh, you know. This is what I would call a very odd lot. Any way you look at it. Absolutely. If we can't give five feet, something's wrong. That's just the way I feel about it. Any other board comments? Yeah. Well, we come across these a lot, and I'm just glad he's going to take a lot like that and build on it. Yeah. Otherwise, we're stuck with a lot that's got nothing on it. You're right. And I, and I hope, I hope I, I'm coming across clear enough, Darren, that not, not beat you up or right. Larry up, but I, I just feel that um, from a, a human, humanistic standpoint, and maybe we shouldn't be allowed to bring in human feelings in this, but I, ca I cannot not do that, truthfully. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff go through that I didn't agree with, but, you know, maybe this is the new me. <laughs> I but I guess it's not, right, George? No, it's, it's, you're being yourself. <laughs> but isn't that why we're here? I think yes, he pretty much had, point. by what the papers all say, he had to make that recommendation. Oh, no, no, I, I'm not. No, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm I'm not, just finding I'm not out moving forward. That's why we're here. Right, right. He's doing what his job is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I agree. Beating up Larry oh, yeah. or Darren yeah. or any of anybody else that put this forward well, to I mean, us. I think but, we are on Darren. But. You know, um, <laughs> Darren. What? Is that police officer pacing because I'm yeah. saying I'm probably? <laughs> <laughs> You're cutting into his yeah. dinner time now. Yeah, but he's stand by. Stand by. <laughs> I know I've only lived in Edgewater a few years, but wasn't there? A time when they could opt which side was the forward facing, meaning they weren't hit with two side lots or two, two front, front facing lots. I thought at one point there was in the land development code, and, I, and maybe I'm wrong. I just for some reason I thought I that they were allowed to select. Okay, in this case he could choose Juniper as his forward facing, or he could choose 35th, and then he only had one forward setback to worry yeah. about. No, it's no, if it's a side corner lot, you've got the two. The relief you get is you get two side setbacks, right? Of now, a rear yeah, game. ten and ten instead of twenty. And, yeah, yeah. And I, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, to pass on, I mean, you know, Larry and Darren and Sue, they've they've got to go by the land development code. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're we're the emotional response. And, and, and again, we I, are human. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think it's 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 uh, unrealistic of what we're asking to to um, rebut. But um, there are things that we should read, but there's no question about it. But there's certain, there's certain situations that just need to be looked at from another view. And um, that is just that. The only other question I had. And Mr. Thrasher's the owner, but it lists Meyer Meadows as the owner oh, on the paper. He's the builder, probably, right? That was probably a typo. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. That's I, I figured it was a typo. Oh, I was yeah. like, "Am I missing something here?" Yes. I, yeah. An orange dumpster in the front yard. <laughs> Circle that, Chris. Bring that yeah. to the attention of. Uh, I'm looking forward to the minutes next month. Any other comments or questions? <laughs> Me too. Any other comments or questions? Because I want to close this. Yes. All right. I'm going to close the public hearing and ask for a motion. Make a motion to approve VA two two three eight second Rainbird. Roll call, Chairman Kennedy. Yes. Mr. Duane. Absolutely. Mr. Yes. Andrakovic. Yes. Mr. Amalfitano. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yeah. Mr. Wright. Yes. Mr. Rainbird. Yes. Thank you. Good luck. You got it. Good luck. Right. Larry got crazy with the stapling and stapled the last thing to the to the second thing. 
No, I, I think that was that was. That was okay, that was next good. item on the agenda is the board appointment for uh, not councilman um, Eric Rainbird to planning and zoning board. Who's uh, his term has expired and he is seeking reappointment. So we just so make a motion. I, can, yeah. I need a motion. I'll make, yeah. I'll make a motion to the city council. To the city. What? Oh, to yeah. To let's make it to the city council. Yeah. <laughs> the city, yeah, the city council has to approve it. Yes. Yeah, so we'll yes. make a motion to send a favorable recommendation to approve Eric Rainbird for planning and zoning for another term. 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 Ten years. Second. Second. Ten years. All right, Bob can add it. <laughs> Be my pleasure. Thank you. My name's all over the minute. Roll call, Chairman fun. Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Dwayne. Yes. Mr. Andrew Kovic. Yes. Mr. Malfatana. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yeah. Mr. Wright. You betcha. And Mr. Rainbird. Okay. Yes. Congratulations. I don't think he's allowed Abstain. to vote on this. Yeah, no. I wasn't allowed to vote on my thing. He can't vote on his thing. Well, I was. I was just saying, if he's expired. I'll, I'll he said he has a continuation to where he oh, has to sit until. Yeah. Okay. I have nothing. Meeting is adjourned. All right. It's all on the record. <laughs>